1: Thomas Patrick Dory, yes, sir. That's my radio voice.
0: That is, I uh, like that. Yeah,
1: and you've got your radio hair on, which is awesome. I love uh, it. And then we got Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. Oh, that's me.
0: <laughs> and this is my radio voice. Yeah,
1: so dial it down. Dial it down. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So all the engineers at uh, you know at EWT and just race to their console and they just turn the knob just a little mm-hmm. bit by ten percent less. Uh, See, just we to go. To,
0: we go to eleven.
1: Yeah, we go, we go to eleven. Uh, 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 that is a very uh, great reference, and I, I'm not going to explain it. Just Google. We go. Ours goes to eleven. <laughs> so uh, that said, we are uh, we're in. Uh, well, wrapping up our sort of uh, deep mysteries. dive into the joyful mysteries. Uh, this has been great so far, uh, and and so this fifth joyful mystery. Um, f- uh, finding Jesus in the Temple. Um, that's uh, that's that's seems like you know is this really a mystery? You know, sure, yeah, I can
0: see how a lot of people when they see stuff like this and they see this this narrative, um, th- if it wasn't in the Rosary, I wonder how many people would we'll were- stop and
1: think of it, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. That's a great point.
1: Yeah. So I mean, because you know, when I've lost a kid or two. You know, we'll we, we, we will look at the video arcade, you know, see if we can find them there, or ice cream parlor. You know, it's not really a mystery where my kids are going to be. <laughs> and we and we did, a, my wife was quick to point out, I have not lost every one of my children, but we did lose one in a pizza parlor at one point in time, so left him in the restroom. Poor oh, kid, he, he came out of the restroom and we were all gone. <laughs> but we didn't get too far down the road before we did a little head count and realized, Hey, <laughs> hey look, where is he? But anyway, all, everything turned out okay. By the way, I'm not going to wait to the end of the episode to yeah. uh, to tell you what happened. But anyway, <laughs> so, so let's launch into this this uh, fifth joyful mystery.
0: Well, well our friends in Radio Land, they might remember from a few weeks ago that we discussed this narrative during our series on the seven sorrows of Mary, because uh, the, the third sorrow of Mary is losing the Christ Child for three days in Jerusalem. Yeah. Whereas the fifth joyful mystery is. The finding of the Lord, the temple. Now, but it's the same event. It's the same event. Well, so like it's interesting because there's this overlap between joy and sorrow, and you know, and in fact, it, it, we discussed this in our episode of the uh, of the third sorrow of Mary that it's not just a cut and dry. It's not just cut and dry that the the sorrowful part is when Christ is gone, and the joyful part is, is when Christ is found. It's 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 more nuanced than that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and it just it brings to mind something like things that seem diametrically opposed. Uh, that are in the Catholic faith, and and because uh, we we have lots of either ors, right? You know, but we we call them ands, right? Like you know, f- and or f- yeah, you know. So it's like it's like scripture and tradition versus scripture or tradition, you know, right. things like that. Uh, and and certainly there's this. Uh, it's really kind of related. to This very issue uh, is like our view on redemptive suffering,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because you're looking at something that is uh, well suffering. You know, we don't like to suffer. You know, we, you know, we we will turn from it. You know, our bodies, our DNA says, "I don't like suffering. I don't want pain. I don't want problems. I don't want issues, uh, and and all the warning signs and the the signals of your body that, that that give off say suffering is bad." Yeah. And yet, we see a redemptive quality because we tie it to the to the crucifix. Right. You know, we 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 understand that like when Jesus suffered and died. There was a great uh, benefit, a salvation, essentially launched upon the world, and then we can tie into that in redemptive suffering. So there's something about that connection between uh, these these two things: the 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 joy of finding and the sorrow of losing.
0: Oh, absolutely! And and if you'd like to hear uh, more on the third sorrow of Mary. Uh, we recommend going to our website or iTunes and looking up that episode. And in fact, if you missed that series, we recommend you listen to all seven episodes um, because it—it it was listened
1: a, to them several times. <laughs> I just, you know, well, I really, it, it was a very, stuff. it was a very
0: special experience for us to record those episodes, and it was a big part of what inspired us to record these episodes now on the Joyful Mysteries. Right,
1: and guess what? There'll be more mysteries. <laughs> right, to, be, to be released, you know, and uh, to, to be solved.
0: We're still waiting to see if Robert Stack will host the next uh, episode. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, so uh, y- you know, this whole idea of the joyful mysteries, and, w- and what is exciting is we we don't want to forget where we've been mm-hmm. with these mysteries. And again, the whole point of this is so that w- we're doing a deep dive into them because we want to avoid the sort of rote, memorized uh, participation in in a devotion like the rosary. Right. Uh, We want to make sure that what we're doing here is we we are really... Um, you know, milking these mysteries for everything they're worth. I mean, really, why we're meditating upon these these mysteries? Well,
0: it's interesting you say the milk because you know there's a, there's an ancient teaching of of the milk of grace. You know, yeah. like uh, uh, nurturing the soul. Right? Yeah. But but I think also in addition to that, you know, you're right. You know, what we're trying to do is bring these mysteries to life for people in the in, in Radio Land. Uh, but then also invite them once that mystery has been brought alive to let them step into that mystery and participate yeah. in that mystery uh, within the context of their own lives as well. So that's that's the invitation. I hope you guys accept
1: yeah. it. And, <laughs> but I also like the fact that we've we've tied to each one of these mysteries a fruit. Yes. Right. So some 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 thing that we can take from this and like. When we focus on this particular mystery, and it's not—we don't exhaust all possible fruits because there's right. lots of different fruits that can be applied to uh, all of these mysteries. But but it's, it's 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 like a takeaway that you can meditate upon that fruit, uh, and maybe that fruit is actually something that then you can then live out as you experience these mysteries.
0: Right. It helps us, you know, zero in on something within the narrative that helps us uh, apply that narrative to our lives, right? And there have been some of the episodes that we've done where we've done like four fruits, right? Right. Here, I think that it's appropriate for us to zero in on one fruit, and there's a fruit we haven't discussed in all five episodes on the joyful mysteries,
1: and that's the fruit of joy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, imagine that, that the joyful mysteries, you might find some joy in them. Right, right. Just imagine that. (laughs) So we, what we should do is we should let's let's look at the scripture passage. We're going to read it through, and as we read it through, again, uh, just find yourself in a, a sort of a lectio divina kind of way. Yeah. Find yourself in the passage. Find yourself in the words. Uh, allow them to, to to wrap themselves around you, and just feel God's presence. Uh, and and sort of like again see this for all it's worth, right? D- dive into these, these words of scripture. So we're, we're uh, reading from Luke chapter two, starting at verse 41. Each year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, They journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, "'Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety.' And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. So, what does this teach us about joy?
0: (laughs) So, well, to state the obvious, uh, this is about the joy of finding jesus right like including the joy of finding that jesus is at work in a hidden way in the more difficult moments of our lives and and, and so it's 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 easy for us to lose sight of god in difficult times it's easy to think that we've been abandoned by god when the chips are down and We shouldn't beat up ourselves for that. We shouldn't say, oh, gosh, I have such little faith. I can't believe I've experienced that. I've lost sight of God during difficult times. Well, guess what? I mean, even Jesus himself says on the cross, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? So in in our previous episode on this narrative, our, our, our episode on the third sorrow of Mary, we talked about some textual ambiguity here. There's more than one way to translate Jesus's words here and the translation why were you looking for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? And in the Dewey Rhames translation, which is also a Catholic translation, it says, "Don't you know I must be about my father's business?" So both translations are helpful here, and both are valid based upon you know just the the some ambiguity in the textual and in, in the in the ancient Greek. And so for the Dewey Rhames, "Don't you know I must be about my father's business?" It's a reminder that Jesus is at work sometimes. You know, deeply behind the scenes uh, and he's at work including when things are are terribly are going terribly wrong what comes to mind here is romans eight twenty eight, that we know that all things work for good for those who love god and are called according to his purpose so i mean this teaches us about god's permissive will and how we should think about it because you know as you said earlier deacon jeff you know bringing up redemptive suffering 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 sufferings will happen it's a part of life god never promised to spare us from suffering however even though he may permit things to happen that might be bad in a narrow sense right we are to trust that god has only permitted these things because he has a larger plan plan with larger blessings that he in his infinite wisdom knew that it was necessary uh, that these things would be permitted we, we have to trust that every hair on our head's been counted. we must trust in the ultimate goodness of his permissive will. now
1: easier said than done yeah, so that's I want I'm gonna stop and say you know that that is something that uh, you know I think all of us can recognize that, that we don't like suffering right right um, but then I mean it's you don't have to go very far in scripture to find out that like hey, things are gonna work out yeah. if you trust in God. Right, that there there will be joy at the end of the road if you trust in God. Right, and, and sometimes when we're deep in the middle of suffering, I mean those those words, like if so, if like a friend, right, you know, you 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 just you just find out some horrible thing has happened in your life, right, right, and you feel the pain, you feel the suffering, the loss, uh, etc., and then your friend says, "Hey, it's all going to work out. Hey, trust in God." I mean, sometimes you want to smack that person. That's true, right? Because we, we 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 look at that and we and we think like, well, you know, it's not happening to you. Of course, you say it's all going to work out, right? And I know I've been on the receiving end of suffering. I know I've experienced loss. I know, uh, and I know just like the you know the Blessed Mother's words, you know, uh, feeling anxiety. Yes, right a- about what's going to happen, um, and it's a lesson for all of us that 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 that, that joy uh, is is found when we trust in God even before the payout right even before the payoff even before the joy shows up right the joy actually shows up you know ahead of time when there's a, a level of trust
0: and and I want to build also on what you said too because you know sometimes that joy it's not like there's just some switch that just flips oh yeah and all of a
1: sudden I, i'm all happy now yeah yeah
0: yeah a lot of times we have to work towards that recognition of contextualizing our sufferings in the bigger picture of God's goodness and and rejoicing in the goodness that is that we, we're just trusting as an act of faith that he's going to bring about, right? Right. But it's not something that just, it, it does require uh, a process to get there. And, you know, uh, we mentioned earlier uh, Jesus on the cross saying, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? I've had moments like that, right? I've had moments where I've said, you know, in my heart very difficult moments I felt that abandonment and I said my God why have you abandoned me and what God revealed to me and it wasn't as as I kind of unpacked that time was that that was actually Christ within me shouting to the Father my God why have you abandoned me and that that's actually what's happening in all of us when we find ourselves in that place that God's actually he's permitting us to undergo those sufferings and permitting us to go to those sufferings to such an extent where we have that that complete experience and feeling of being cut right. off from God but it's actually a form of trinitarian prayer where we think that God's not there but it's actually the power of the holy spirit forming Christ within us to cry out to the father to bring us cl- in, a, in a way that brings us closer to Christ's sufferings and his passions to such an extent that we're actually experiencing that ex- that, that Pain that he's experiencing—that pain of abandonment on the cross—but in the end, in the end, you know, it's it's an experience. Those words, my view of it they're they're describing an experience, an interior experience. They're not describing the reality of abandonment. Mm-hmm. Our Father never abandoned right. Jesus, and we're never abandoned by God.
1: And and as you uh, as when you recognize. Like the, we'll call it the problem, the problem of abandonment. When you recognize that, it actually brings you closer. Yes, it's. It's. uh, I'm not necessarily making a direct comparison, but like in, in like in AA or programs like that, recognizing that there's a problem actually is part of the solution. Yes. Whereas so often we don't want to recognize the problems and we want to skate and skirt around them uh, and sort of deny the existence. Right. Right. And maybe even lull ourselves into some kind of. Uh, Sleep, where we think that, like, well, you know, I'm not really sure what's going on here, or be in a sort of a constant, ongoing state of misery. Right. Right. And that's not what God intends. And, and, And I think also. In terms of like what God intends, I think we also make mistakes a lot. I mean, you you point out here uh, that this is God's permissive will, yes. that the suffering takes place. And a lot of people don't understand this the concept of the permissive will, where right. God allows suffering to exist for our betterment, yeah. right? to bring us closer to him and actually to make us more dependent upon him right. as the solution or the answer or the relief of that suffering. God is not causing this suffering, right? It, it, otherwise, we'd be like little lab rats, right? Right, it, it, it would, and that would not be that wouldn't be good. But He knows He knows what's good for us, and knows what we can tolerate. And I and I love the uh, I love the the idea and the understanding that somebody counseled me at one point in time that said basically that God would not give you any cross that you could not bear without with with his with with without His assistance. In other words. He knows what you can bear. Right. So he's never going to give you, put a cross on you and put a weight on you that's going to drag you down and essentially smother you. Right. Right. But it requires us to open ourselves to him. Yes. Right. And see, and that's where the joy is. Yes. That's when a person can be suffering. Where it's like, I don't know how that guy's still walking. I mean, he's just going around. What is motivating him to keep going? Mm -hmm. Because I've seen some extreme suffering. I've experienced extreme suffering. But at the same time, you start thinking like, well, what's keeping me going? Right. Well, it's that trust in God.
0: And, and like we were saying, in those sufferings, it's, it's very easy for us to lose sight of God's presence in those sufferings. But look at, again at this narrative of the fifth joyful mystery. Like, literally, that's, this, that's what's happened here. Mary and Joseph, literally, they lost sight of Jesus. And then here we're reminded of the joy of finding Jesus In these circumstances, and of course, you know, the messaging too that, you know, uh, don't you know, I must be about my father's business that amidst all of that, when we didn't see him, he's in the background, he's at work being about his father's business. And so by that, you know, there is uh, uh, by faith we are invited into that joy that even if uh, we're, we're not able to fully see him in a moment or we're not able to see what he's doing or how in the world is God using this? Yeah. Why would he permit this? If we allow ourselves to have that, a joy born of childlike trust where we, uh, by as an act of faith, that is the thing that allows us to, um, uh, because faith is a form of knowledge that mm-hmm. allows us to have the knowledge in our heart, in our mind. That you know what? Yeah, I don't get it, but I know God's good, and I'm going to rejoice in His goodness, and I'm going to rejoice that He is going to cover this moment in a way that I I can't I can't currently understand, but one day I'll have eyes to see why He's
1: permitted. You this. know, there's a uh, there's a, a TV commercial that just reminds me of what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, uh, it's one of those financial planning. Companies or whatever, and they're looking at papers, and they're sitting in front of some kind of agent or whatever salesman, and and basically, uh, I don't mean that badly, Tom, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 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 they and they're looking at it, and they and they for the first time realize we got this right, right, and and in the same way because they're talking about like how are we going to do this, all the anxiety of how are we going to retire, how are we going to cover all this, what is our nest egg big enough? Do we even have a nest egg? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen five years from now? What if I live to 150? Right. You know, what am I going to do? How is that going to work? And and they're all sort of relieved. They look at this with whatever I don't know who the financial institution is, but it's like they're like we got this right because they've showed them the way. Right? There's a there's right. a joy in knowing that that we're covered, and so we really need to turn that into a spiritual we got this, but really it's like God's got this.
0: Yes. Right.
1: And so we, we've got to trust that God's got this again with his help and our dependence upon his help. Right. Because we don't got this. No, we
0: don't have, but it is up to us to cooperate with his grace and to make the act of trust, to make the act of faith. And sometimes when it doesn't make sense, that's when it's most important for us to go ahead and make that trust and make that faith. Cause what we're doing is we're giving God room to help us see what we're not seeing. Yeah. Um, and, well, and I think in addition to that, you know, we spoke about the, the first translation, uh, you know, don't you know I must be about my father's business, but actually the other translation, the one that you read, Deacon Jeff, that's useful here too, because what Jesus said when they find Jesus in these difficult circumstances is, why were you looking for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? And so when we lose sight of Jesus and where he is in our life, you know, we as Catholics have a very special opportunity jesus if he is hidden he is hidden in plain sight we can always run to his father's house to find jesus we can run to the eucharist we can run to the tabernacle because we have the joy of faith in the in christ's real presence you know christ's real presence has the power to cast out any anxiety and worry that might be besetting us right and 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 that gives us a joy that can carry us through any tribulation.
1: Yeah, Amen. And so, I mean, we can look at this in so many different ways, and 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 we can also apply this to our own lives. So we're when we're meditating upon this mystery, specifically this mystery. I mean, we can start to realize for ourselves things that we can do, right? Things that uh, that we can put into play. And and uh, and and one of those is like you 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 say it, you talk about the Eucharist, and it's like, well, where is the eucharist right well the, in a very practical way in the tabernacle where is the tabernacle it's not in the uh, closet in your house right right it's not it's not anywhere else you know it's not going to be at the grocery store can go down into the visit the tabernacle where is it it's in the church i'm being facetious here right, obviously right, right but but you know so many problems that we have in the world so many sufferings. so many anxieties uh, so much loss in the world and hidden in plain sight is the church that's on every corner. Right. Right. Every, every, the the world is essentially carved up into dioceses, right? There's, there's, there's something beautiful about the way the church is organized. Other faith traditions, and God bless all the other people that are seeking Jesus, right, don't have something the Catholic church has. Right. That every single square inch of the earth is covered by a diocese right and even we even have bishops of the seas i mean we have everything is is covered
0: there's also a bishop from outer space or not from i'm sorry for
1: (laughs) i actually met one of those (laughs) but the point is you can find a church right you can find a catholic church and and this idea that when you're suffering I, i there's something really humbling About, uh, you know, as a deacon, I I, I go into the church building all the time where I'm assigned and I'm having to set up for Mass or uh, clean up after Mass or do something, you know, and all the lights are kind of down and the candles are out. And then there'll be some person sitting there in, you know, pew number two, just Mm -hmm. kind of with their head down or they're on their knees. And I can't help but wonder, like, well, what are they going through right now? Right. Uh, what, what are they suffering from? What are they, what are they, are, is, it, is it a child that's walked away from the church? Is it a bad diagnosis? Are they struggling with finances? Uh, are they just praying for the benefit of the world? Are they praying for vocations? What is it that is like troubling their heart that's weighing them down? But then it doesn't take me long to go like, but, but they're in the right place. Right. They have placed themselves firmly and squarely before the tabernacle, between, before the, the true presence Um, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ here on earth in front of the tabernacle in a church that is easily accessible, right? And I know in some sort of crime-ridden areas it might be kind of harder to find that door that's open during the day, you know, for a church. But pretty much every church is open for you to come and visit.
0: Well, in addition to that, I would say inviting our listeners as we try to apply this to our everyday life, a lot of times we think of You know, if you're a regular prayer of the rosary, many of us might think of, I can say I do, the Sorrowful Mysteries be the one where you can really dump all the rough stuff from your life into this rosary. Well, guess what? The Joyful Mystery, the fifth Joyful Mystery, you can conclude your rosary by t- i would encourage everybody when they get to that fifth joyful mystery do that dump of everything in your on your mind in your heart that is just uh, just lay it all in front of God all the sufferings that you have all the places where it feels like god's not there all the things that are interfering with your ability to have peace in your daily daily life list them off and 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 if you don't or if you're not able to see what god might be doing in that situation or in that relationship uh, or in that moment behind the scenes ask for the joy of having faith that he's at work ask for the joy of the faith and the trust that he's really present in the most holy eucharist and that you can help him restore you to joy in those sufferings uh I, i think that that Fifth joyful mystery can be very powerful and transformative if used in that way.
1: Amen. I, you know, I don't remember a whole lot of detail about a lot of things when I was a child. I mean, and we can we can have these images, but there's one that's burned into my brain. I, I did uh, ask my mom before she passed away uh, several years ago. I, I did ask her if, it was, if this really happened, and it did, and it was just a childhood memory where uh, my dad was a coach of a, a, a youth a baseball team, my, both of my older brothers were playing baseball, my dad was there, mom was in the stands holding my little uh, baby brother uh, in her arms, and, uh, and I was playing in some kind of sandbox somewhere, mm. uh, and uh, there was a baseball field over a night Arnold Road, Tom, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, this a long time ago, and, uh, and they left me, Wow, I, I remember being left, but I also remember the joy of being found, mm. right? And and that will always be there, and it just helps us to know in childlike uh, a trust that that's what we need to, to offer to God in those times that when we feel lost. Yes. Let's ask the Blessed Mother to be with us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray for us, us sinners, sinners, now and at the, the hour of our, of our death. death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Café. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafé.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafé.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Café is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Café, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.